Welcome to the Core Women Podcast. My name is Dr. Summer Watson. I'm a doctor of psychology, podcaster, published author, coach, producer of documentary empowerment films, and empowerment seminars. This podcast is a special place for the hearts and souls of women. It is a place where women share their journeys, strength, resiliency, strategy, and passions. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Jen Russman, who is a self-healing advocate and practitioner, a survivor of sexual abuse, battled alcoholism for many years, is a trauma guide and energy healer, certified holistic health coach, and she now has a new show called Genergy Vibes. We have so much to talk about here, Jen. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. I know jam packed today. We got a lot to squeeze in. Yeah, we certainly do. And you have a lot going on. So let's just jump right into this. Let's talk a little bit about your personal background and what that looked like for you growing up. Um, You know, for me, I had a great childhood, uh, but I was carrying a deep, dark secret that nobody knew about, which was sexual abuse. And that was a very, very heavy weighted secret for any, any child to carry. And so there was a lot of, uh, emotional suppression around that where I just shut down. Right. And carried the weight of that. And that actually, then when I became like, I, I picked up alcohol around 12. Right. And, um, and that like, as sick as I got, I knew I wanted to do it again, you know, because it took me out of myself. So, um, I had a very good childhood, except for this one really heavy, dark secret. And so it was like, everything looked good on the outside, right? But on the inside, it wasn't so good. And I was a very, very sad and lonely child because of that and and confused because I didn't understand it, right? So um, that's kind of how my life started. And I learned early on to keep secrets, not talk about things. And so I, I just shut down. So that's really interesting because from a clinical perspective and having worked with children who have been abused, I worked in children's services. Mm -hmm. I worked in mental health for several years and I've had a relative who same thing happened at a very young age. She was being sexually abused and it was a change in behavior patterns where it alerted her parents. And so was anybody alerted by your change of behavior? Um, not so much by the change of behavior, but I did tell at the age of three and I was not protected. And so there were behaviors, there were signs of me throwing a tantrum on the, on the floor, screaming and crying, not wanting to go over to their house. Um, that's one example. So that's really where the the self-suppression piece came from, because I, looking back now, I can see clearly I was born a truth teller. I was telling the truth from as early as age three. And I kept telling the truth and I kept not feeling heard or um, taken seriously. So I eventually started to shut myself down, figured, well, I don't matter. I don't count. And then I'm not enough. That's where that all rolled into. I can understand where those feelings come from for certain. And kids are truth tellers many times. They're a clean slate. So at three, of course, they're going to be telling the truth. And more so, children don't usually speak 
they usually behave in regards to when they're trying to communicate something to somebody else. So that's why there's play therapy. That's why there's all these different levels of what we can do with children rather than talk therapy. Because at that point, they're not really talking or expressing their emotions or feelings because they don't really know how to put that into words. So that's why I said, was there some type of behavior that was being recognized? And yet it seems like there was a failure to protect, obviously. There wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't um, the protection piece. And so as when I got older and the memories started to flood back around age 19, and I started to really look at the, the pain, right? It's almost like it was being traumatized all over again. It was like a second trauma that I had to heal from of not being protected. Um, and that almost runs deeper than the years of sexual abuse, if I dare say yeah. that. So that was probably the harder piece for me to reconcile within myself and fully integrate myself around is not being protected. Because that's where my, right. my lack of self-worth and, and being came from on, on well, top of sexual abuse. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand that completely. Because at that point, when you weren't being heard or felt like, you know, what you had to say wasn't of value or didn't matter, of course, what do you do? You start disengaging from who you are in yourself and start feeling that disengagement in that empty space with a lot of different things, meaning alcohol, behavior, different types of behavior where you're starting to feel nurtured in that need Well, you're embracing you know, the feeling of being loved and nurtured and heard. And maybe those aren't in such healthy ways, but you found a way and then eventually looked outside of, of yourself and say, said, what am I doing? What am I doing to myself? When did that happen for you? When did you say to yourself, oh my gosh, Jen, I need to recognize, I need to do something about my situation, how I'm feeling about myself and my worth and my value and coming back to you. I, like any good addict or alcoholic, I had to, to hit a bottom. And my bottom was not about monetary things as so much as it was about really losing myself and being stripped away of anything, like just hollow on the inside. And the pain had gotten so bad that I, I call it the gift of desperation. I had the gift of desperation to pretty much do anything um, because I was at a point where it was like, somebody just stopped the earth from spinning so I can get off because I'm done. And people were placed on my path that led me to 12-step recovery. And I actually entered 12-step recovery for a whole different reason. I was thinking, oh, it'll fix the dysfunctional relationship I'm in. And little did I know that as much as that wasn't true, that was also very, very true because I was in a dysfunctional relationship and that was with myself and with higher power, the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it. So, um, yeah. And that began my journey of self-development, self-improvement, spiritual growth and expansion. Um, and that was, um, at the end of my 24th year, I was a few months shy of 25 when I got into 12 step and began to do the inner work. That's pretty incredible. And that's an amazing journey, which you came through and learned from and grew from. Now I have a question.
question for you as an addict and you talk about hitting bottom, there's, there's some controversy with that. Do you believe in a bottom? Do you believe that other people have different, what they perceive as different bottoms? The bottom is internal. There's nothing external that's going to create a bottom for somebody. The bottom comes within from within. So my bottom, there were, yes, there were external circumstances. There were painful events that happened um, that I'm not going to go into detail, but those events led me to this new low with inside myself that just said, I can't, I can't keep going like this. I couldn't see living without numbing myself, but I also couldn't see living like this any longer, the way that I was, I couldn't do it either way. And I didn't, I, and I didn't know how to, I was in a hole and I didn't know how to get myself out. And so luckily there was support and help to guide me out of that hole. Yeah, truly, because that numbing started so early on that it became the way you function. It became the way that you lived. And so to have a model of what it looked like without being numb or without having to numb yourself is so critical. And to have that healthy support system around you, because seriously, if this started at three, where you started disengaging, shutting down, starting getting numb, understanding what that looked like for you to be numb and how you could do that for yourself every day and have that lifestyle, be it addiction, be it, you know, sexual addiction, alcohol addiction, whatever it is, that point, you're still numbing yourself. So to have that model of healthy modeling what it looks like not to be numb is of mm-hmm. such value, correct? Invaluable, invaluable. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody if they were going through something similar? What would you say? Reach out for help. Reach out for help. You don't have to understand it. It doesn't have to make sense to you. Just reach out for help and trust the process. Maybe you can't trust yourself. Maybe you trust other people. Maybe you can't trust ABC, XYZ. Just trust the process because help is there and there is a way out. There's always a way out, always a way out. And self-harm is, is, is not the solution. Yeah. Thank you for that, Jen. We've touched on some major life changes and how you've worked through these changes. What would you say as you work through these changes, what would you say is, were some of the most enlightening moments for you? The most enlightening moments. I've had some spiritual awakenings, um, kind of in piecemeal over the years. Like, and I call, you know, Oprah called them aha moments, right? I call them spiritual awakenings. And I always say these moments, like for me and so many of us, they can happen in an instant where all of a sudden something clicks, something changes, something shifts. And you're like, oh, like, I get it now and everything changes. Right. And I always call these moments. It's like, it, it took 20 years plus an instant because like the actual shift, the change of the transformation happens in an instant, but there were 20 years prior to that of doing the inner work to get there. So I've had many 20 years plus an instant moments and, um, probably one of the most defining for me was when I was about four years sober, I, my body fell apart and I was diagnosed with MS and I now looking back, recognize that that was a manifestation in my body of all the suppressed traumas 
the cellular memories around that energetic attachments and all the emotional suppression just trapped in my body and my body was screaming for help. And I ended up living almost seven years, very sick, disabled and homebound as a result. And so around, I woke up in the seventh year one day and I experienced what I call a divine intervention where something moved through me and, and, and the voice said, I'm not going to live sick anymore. I'm going to get better. It was like this, I call, I've coined it power of decision, POD. And um, I I define this type of power of decision. I define it as a moment when we choose to embody a, a new truth that completely changes the trajectory of our life. And I mean, embody like mind, body, spirit, everything. And that was the moment that I had that experience and I had no clue how I was going to do it. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I just knew that whatever this was that was going on, this ain't it for me. I was like 36 years old and like, I got a long ways to go. I can't exist in a failing body for much longer. So, and I began my healing journey back from that. And, um, and I healed and like today I no longer even identify with having the incurable MS, um, that people identify with, like I've healed. I'm healed from that. Yeah, That completely right. changed. Everything. Yeah. That was a game changer that day. So when you say you're healed and you've got this, this change of mindset, the way that you, you live your life, your journey, everything, how you embody your health. Is there anything that you would say really drove this home? Was this your mindset? Was this everything from the physical, the emotional, the mental change that you decided to kind of shift towards um, and say, I am well, I am not the sickly person. I am well, and I'm going to live this healthy, well life. Was there anything down the road in regards to diagnostics, regards to in the medical field, uh, westernized medicine that indicated that you were doing better? (laughs) Um, no. So, I mean, no, to answer your question, like, no, there was nothing diagnostic to say, Hey, you're better. Um, in the beginning, uh, and everybody, when I made the decision at that point, I had done it the Western med way and followed my team's direction for almost seven years. And I was in my thirties going downhill and heading towards probably, I truly believe nursing home status. Like it was bad. And again, gift of desperation played its part in my life where I had nothing to lose at that point. So I made that decision. It was the power of decision. It was that mindset, but it's more than a mindset. It's, it's something that you embody in your beingness. That is a truth that it's an undeniable truth. It's not just making a decision one day. It's not casual like that. It was a heavy, like, but a good heavy, like it landed and it stuck. And so what I needed to do was begin to learn how to take the correct actions that felt good and right for me and follow my inner knowing to guide me towards healing. Because back then I, there was no support. There were no stories of triumph or hope. You know, the internet wasn't what it was. This is back in 1998, early two thousands. And believe it or not, the internet was not what it is today back then. And I couldn't find one book, one story of somebody who healed this thing they call MS. And um, so, yeah, it was definitely men- mental DNA. I call it mental DNA. So where did you, and I know you probably drew from your own inner strength, but was there anybody outside of yourself that was supporting you and saying, yes, Jen, you know what? Absolutely. You've got this. 
you are a healthy being, you are functioning in wellness. No one. No, you know, everybody kind of scrambled around me, you know, my whole medical team and they, they were, we can't advise you of this. Like, you know, it's our job to say, you know, liability reasons, you know, and they're, that's what they're trained. That's what they know. You need to stay on your injections. You need to stay on the IV drips for steroids. You need the home care. You need all this stuff. And I was saying, no, I'm, I'm saying no to it. I'm stopping all of all treatments now and my family. Oh my God. Like, but it was all fear driven. It was, and I get it now. Like I get it. it. They were so scared for me. And what I kept hearing the messages I was hearing was like, if you go off your medications, you're going to get sicker. And my inner knowing said differently. And so this is what's mm-hmm. so important. Part of my message to drive home to people is tapping in, going inward and listening to that inner knowing that you have, even when it doesn't make sense. And even when it goes against everything around you, all the conditioning and the messages that are coming at you, listen and trust right. that inner knowing. So how is inner knowing different than intuition? Pretty much the same thing. I don't, I don't think they're, they're two different things. I, my inner knowing is my intuition. And I believe whether you call it inner knowing or intuition, it's interchangeable and it comes from the same source, which is yeah. the, the gotcha. divine in me or the divine in you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's move on because this is a great lead in into why you're so passionate about coaching, what it means to be self-healing and a self-healing advocate and practitioner. Let's go into that and what drives you. I mean, obviously we know what the springboard to that was, but I want you to go into that and how you might be of support to others. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. Cause like I, I went to IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and year later came out a certified holistic health coach. And I really thought that was, that was it. That was my path. I was going to specifically work with people with um, chronic illness and MS and I'm going to save the world. And um, it turns out that was not the path that I was meant to go down. And so I've been on this path of um, just expansion, right? Continuously expanding and going through phases of expansion and this, this process and this journey of expansion has been so beautiful. And what it led me to, um, was waking up at age 50 saying like, what's wrong with me? Like, I'm still, I've done all the inner work. I've showed up for myself. I've done all the right things from counseling to tapping to 12 step recovery and everything else in between. Why am I still walking around with this deep core sadness? Why am I still ABC XYZ? And the answer came back to me was there's nothing wrong with you. You're simply, you're still energetically attached to the past. And that's when energy guides were put on my path. And I started to explore the world of energy and energy healing. And that was the missing link for me. And that turns out that's what I'm here to do. That's my soul work. And I I work with women because the connection I see so clearly for myself and other people is trauma plus suppression equals dis-ease in the body. So whatever label or diagnosis you want to slap on the body uh, doesn't matter to me. Like it's all dis-ease. So the trauma and the suppression. So most women I know who are walking around with a autoimmune have trauma in their background, some form of trauma. And so there's a, I'm here to talk about the link. There's a links, they link together so strongly. And so that's the work that I do today. Yeah. Which also speaks to the DNA link that you had mentioned early on. And in regards to that, that energy, that DNA, that energy, that linking of what does that look like at the cellular level? What does that look like in regards to your being 
And so I think you're onto something here and I love it, Jen. So let's, let's talk about this new show. Jenner, Jennergy oh. vibes, correct? Jennergy <laughs> vibes, baby. Jennergy vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk yeah, about it. So I was approached by a production company, signed the contract in December. We partnered and the show actually is launching this week. And I'm so, so excited. And Genergy Vibes is all about the energetics of healing, right? And so that can cover everything right. from, from cellular memory to energetic attachments to neuro reprogramming, you know, you name it. So it's the whole spectrum, right? From this end to that end and everything in between, because it's all, we're all energy, everything's energy. So it's really about introducing people to starting to look at their health and their healing and taking personal responsibility for it and leading people home to their innate power to heal, which is within themselves. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So where can people catch that show? That show is every single Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And that can be found. You can go right to the website. It's boldbravetv.com. And when you get, when you click on that, boldbravetv.com. And uh -huh. on the, on the homepage, it says watch live. Just go there at 11 o'clock on Wednesdays, click the watch live button. And it opens you up into Genergy Vibes. Healing is so heavy. It's heavy work. It's serious work, yeah. right? It's very serious and sacred. And I take it very seriously and very, and very sacred work with my clients. But there's also like, we oftentimes we, we think we have to reach a certain point where we can finally exhale or we can finally allow ourselves to feel joy or have fun and laugh. And so, you know, I kind of bring, I also just, this is who I am. I bring that lightness and that humor, you know, like we need to lighten up and we need to allow ourselves and give ourselves the permission to have some fun and release because laughter and joy is energy and it's very, very healing energy. And so, so oh, yeah. many people with trauma and, and different um, heavy energies like that in their bodies, because a lot of people don't even realize trauma is, is an energy. It's an energy. So bringing those lighter energies of laughter and joy are very, very powerful for healing. Oh, absolutely. It, it is something that is really critical in my life. Mm. I have to laugh every day. It is so important for me to find joy and laughter. And even when yeah. I get on the phone with my mom and she's down or something's going on and she's like, oh, it is so nice just to talk to you, Summer, because I laugh. I get to laugh. And you know, Jen, here's the thing. It's not just about giving permission, but it's learning how to. And yes. I think many times it's the steps that people just don't know. It doesn't have to be this ginormous step or this leap that you have to take. The baby right. steps are what gets you to the bigger picture, right? So sometimes it's just learning that how to laugh, that it's okay Nailed to laugh. It. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we say little victories right? lead to big wins. Yep. Absolutely. 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 So come on, join the laughing train. <laughs> Woo. And, and you also have an incredible Facebook page. So tell us a little bit about your Facebook page as well. The laughter oh. connection. <sighs> my heart. You're talking about my group, right? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah I'm so in group. love with my community. It's a community and it's a community of women. It's called the laughter connection, women's humor, healing, and empowerment. 
And we have over 1100 women in there in the, in like within three months, I launched it in December and it's the most incredible group of women. And they are, oh, it's amazing. we laugh every day you're in it. So like, you know, like it's oh, just, yeah. and I, I get so, yeah, I know. And I, I get so many private messages that come randomly from women thanking me for this space because it's so needed right now. And what people don't really know is that this group was actually a divine download that I received. It, it was like, it, it shot through me. It came down and it was like, and I was called wow. to create this space. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's such a privilege and, and it's humbling and it's such an honor and I love it. We, we laugh, we're posting funny stuff all the time. I'm always doing random free giftaways and giving away um, services or stuff or cool. I got a really cool one right now, but I'm not going to say it because there's, I don't think I can say the word, <laughs> but yeah, we got random giftaways and all sorts of fun stuff going on in there. So I don't know if you saw it, but I'm not going <laughs> to the current giveaway right now, but it's a lot, a lot of fun. I didn't see it, but I know that you have some really great posts that um, are the basis for a lot of freaking laughter. That's for sure. Absolutely. And for women only. <laughs> it is so much fun. So it is. Yeah. As, we, as, as we come to the close of this interview, and we've discussed a lot, little bits and pieces of a lot of things here, and there's so much to take away from this interview. But if you were to leave the listeners with some words of wisdom today, what would they be, Jen? <sighs> to trust and follow your inner knowing, listen to it and, and listen to it and follow it. Because like we, we oftentimes will listen to it, our intuition, our inner knowing, and then we, we, we hear it, <laughs> but then we don't actually follow through with listening to it. Listen to it, pay attention to it. It's there for a reason and it's there for your highest good. So listen to, to your inner knowing, your intuition, and please know that you are a powerful creator and that you do hold the innate power to heal within you. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jen, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. Thank you so much, Summer. I love you. You're, you're fantastic. Thank you, Jen. If you'd like to learn more about Jen Russman, you can find her on Facebook at The Laughter Connection and at www.powerfulcreatorwithjen.com. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at infocorewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women, and please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.